1: From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the
0: George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think it deserves serious consideration. I think we need to look at the gamut of options that are out there for us. We need to calculate the risk and be smart about it. Mm -hmm. I think you have to, at that point, consider uh, a no-fly zone. I think is a pretty logical next step, but I'll give you a halfway house. Mm-hmm. That would be going back to the idea of getting fighters in the hands of the Ukrainians. And I get all the puts and takes of that. So you
1: want Ukraine to do the no-fly zone? They would basically Absolutely. be the ones to do it, not exactly. NATO? Is that, is that the goal in this, in it this is. case? So that's Admiral James Stravitis, uh who is on also with a former ambassador... And they both were for a no-fly zone. And the Admiral's take, I saw him on MSNBC today, he said, my take from looking at the talk shows over the weekend and uh, statements out of the White House is that everything is now on the table. So, as I was saying last week, I feel like at least the, the, the mood, the, the weight of the conversation is moving toward a no-fly zone. Now, Mike Lyons did tweet out yesterday it would invite even a small nuclear response, possibly on the homeland, from Russia, which is a big deal.
0: Hello. Well, speaking of Mike Lyons, military analyst Mike Lyons, a West Point graduate, served with various American military organizations, both on the home front and in Europe and in uh, Iraq, through his career, joins us now. Mike Lyons, how are you, sir? You want know, to, guys, it's to me, amazing to me. If, you know, I don't want to go against
2: a four-star general, obviously, but the four-star making that kind of comment is almost irresponsible in terms of what all the nuance that has to go in. Did he kind of then say, oh, it's because the Ukrainians are going to do the no-fly zone? Do you think they would do that now if they could? 29 MiG airplanes are not changing the calculus on that. I'm just surprised that uh, we're they're, that's being floated politically still on any level here. That is completely off the table, unless – We want to risk having an attack on our homeland or attack in a European city or something, because that's really what it would lead to.
1: Well, so I was a little concerned over the weekend, um, modern journalism being what it is and the 24-hour news cycle and everything like that. Is this a bad idea that we're nailing so many things down um, and maybe all this talk of the no flight zone is just to have it out there so Putin thinks it, it's possibly on the table. Because this constantly taking everything, a bunch of things off the table to satisfy Chuck Todd and meet the press or whoever, I'm yeah. not sure that's doing us any good.
2: Right. And, and that's, there's an argument to that. But I don't think he is of that ilk. He has his own agenda and doesn't necessarily look at what's. He he sees what's done and not what we're doing as opposed to what we're not doing. I I understand how that, you could uh, be swayed by that. But that's not the kind of enemy we're dealing with. That, that's, again, we're projecting our values on our own way and trying to psychoanalyze our behavior. You're right. The Biden administration is putting all these things that are out there that we're not doing. But, but the bottom line is we aren't doing them. We're not going to do them. And it, so, so it's fine. And, and in some ways, he knows that. that he, Vladimir Putin does control the, this whole thing because he's the one who invaded. When I hear Mitt Romney say things like, we've got to you know, turn the tide on him and we've got to get back in control. No, 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 no. There's no us controlling. This is his war. This is this this regional conflict that exists there, you want to insert yourself in it, you want to go to war with a nuclear power, then, then let's have that conversation and see where that leads us to. So, again, th- this is not about trying to gain some kind of upper hand with him. We're not in this conflict. We really aren't, other than supporting Ukraine like we are, pouring ammunition in, pouring supplies in. That's really all we can do.
1: And you, your tweet was, so you think Putin would actually strike the United States with a nuclear weapon?
2: I think it's possible. I, I think that we have to consider it. I mean and it's not it, it's not going to be something that's going to come from the Ural mountains. It's going to travel across space, you know. We're going to have time to think about it. He's going to take a submarine. He's going to get it close to he's going to get it close to our shores. He's going to launch a a weapon. He's going to launch something that could hit our our homeland. I don't see I don't see if if we decide to put in a no-fly zone and take a Patriot missile and fire it from Poland, fire it from a NATO country, and it chases down a MiG, Soviet MiG plane over Russia and and kills a Russian pilot over Russia. I don't see how he's not responding. I don't see. I don't see what he's, what he's got to respond. I don't
1: Holy know. crap! This is a conversation. Well, yeah, indeed I
0: mean. it is, and and you know, Mike, these are extremely difficult questions, and only hindsight is twenty twenty in these matters, right. but. Uh, if, if we are to preclude, to eliminate any action that might provoke Putin to do the things you've said, well, that mm-hmm. brings a conversation, all right, what if there is an accidental strike in Poland? What if he, uh, you know, yeah. there, are, there are a number of what-ifs. At some point, I think we need to be willing to do things that might provoke a horrific cataclysmic reaction or we're paralyzed.
2: I'm not sure where that is or what that is. I think he has to do that first. So, for example, what happened over the weekend, the interdiction strike deep in western Ukraine, that was a huge risk for them because they had to do that with pilots. They don't have cruise missiles that have enough accuracy, believe it or not, that can hit a target that could be 16 miles within a Polish border, within a NATO border. So so he put men at risk in order to do that mission. Why? He knew it was important. I'm surprised he didn't do did it before, but he knew that he couldn't make a mistake on it either. He knew he couldn't just fire a bunch of cruise missiles at it and, and have them possibly miss and strike Poland because then – then possibly then we could respond and do something. Because because if we enter this battle conventionally, if we decide to come in and we we have A-10s lined up someplace and B-52s, that convoy, for example, that 40-mile convoy is done in four hours. I mean, it's molten r- rubbish in four hours. The, the balance of power gets tipped so quickly back on the side of Ukraine that – The the level of embarrassment that Vladimir Putin suffers is amazing. So, so again, he's cognizant of the fact that he doesn't want to bring us in. The red line, everyone talks about the red line. The red line's the border. That's the bottom line. There's no chemicals. There's no nuclear. The red line is the Ukraine border. As long as that's not violated, there's not much we can do, I think, at least offensively, in order to stop him.
1: And then, of course, if we are, uh, for instance, we take out that convoy and he gets that on the news in Russia, then all of a sudden the public opinion swings toward him as he gets to say he's at war with the, the evil United States.
2: Right. So the 140 million people right now who are confused about what's going on are no longer confused because now NATO has attacked Russia, attacked the motherland. They start the music up. They start all those old videos up about the Great War. Here we go. And at the end of the day, Russia has capacity. They, they do have uh things that they can do. They have those nuclear weapons. They have they have a lot of different capacity. Now, their military has failed miserably, no question about it. The fact that they, you know, Ukraine is not even close to being a peer competitor with them, but the fact that they have a this standoff for now, which is every day that goes by, Ukraine actually gets stronger, standoff gets more. I, I'm now going to start to be worried about, you know, the 2,500 Stinger missiles that are inside there. Uh, let's hope they don't find their way back to shores. Hopefully have some accountability about those because those weapons can find their way outside of Ukraine into the hands of other people. So there is a downside also of putting a lot of this material into the Ukraine military and making sure that they use it.
0: Military analyst Mike Lyons on the line. Mike, I know you're a student not only of military strategy, but society too. It is going to be difficult to contain the passions of the Western world when the videos start to emerge from, say, Mariupol or uh, or, or Kiev, when it finally falls, of literally starving children and, and yeah. scenes of, of horror and carnage. And, and boy, right. man, you've that. Or
1: in. maybe Zelensky on his knees somewhere.
0: No, I, again, and we need to get him
2: out of there. He's got to survive this. I, I still think that... The Israeli Prime Minister, when he went there a few weeks ago, I think he whispered in his ear, he said, look, it's not going to be a good look if you assassinate a Jewish head of state. We're not going to look fondly upon that. Um, and we need to get the Chinese in the game. I know, I think we're meeting with them this afternoon in Rome. But basically sell them, you better get your tech dog on a leash here and you better figure this out because we're going to start sanctioning you. We've got to get tougher. We have to show power in places like that, about with the Chinese and other influences Russia can. I mean, Russia asking the Chinese for military, military and logistical supplies, is that a serious request? And, and, and the Chinese are actually going to consider it? So, so again, that, that's they're not even a superpower anymore if that, if that is the case. So that's where this is going to. If we're going to be in on this, so does the Chinese, and the Chinese need to get the Russians on the leash pretty quick.
1: So I was watching David Martin on CBS News yesterday. He said uh, Russia in the next couple of weeks is going to have to resupply. Either people or equipment or something, I mean, because they Mm -hmm. didn't expect this to last that long. Does that sound accurate to you?
2: Yeah, there's no second echelon here. Normally, R- Russian doctrine deploys in multiple waves, um, and they have w- different groups that come on and kind of pass through. And, and they, but this wasn't the, the plan here. This was a special operations group. So, for example, they're, eventually, they're running out of ammo. They're running out of artillery in these cities, and and that, those were those the ammo that's on those convoys, and there's a lot of things that are in there. They're all running out, so they, they can't even feed their soldiers every day. You see these stories of the Russian tanks being blown up and the farmers taking them and they're abandoning their troops, it, it, is, it is mind-boggling to me that they haven't thought any of this through. So, again, and the, the Ukrainians live to survive one day at a time right now. If, if they can continue to take the pounding and they fight this to a standstill, they, they end up winning.
0: That's exactly where I was going to go. Say uh, the major cities fall and uh, Zelensky either heads out of town or is killed or what have you. What does the Russian occupation of Ukraine look like in terms of numbers of forces, the cost, etc.?
2: Yeah, not very long. You thought Afghanistan was bad and you thought some of those other things were bad. I And again, given the fact that the, they won't be able to secure the border, the, 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 the guerrilla math would mean Let's say 20 million men remaining in Ukraine, because you know the women are out and children are out, a lot of people are out. Let's say, so so the 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 guerrilla math is anywhere from one to two million soldiers that the Russians would need inside inside of Ukraine only in order to try to pacify that. Not, they don't have those, they don't have those kind of resources. So so again, there will be entire groups formed in the western part of Ukraine. That will come in and launch massive attacks on Russian soldiers. You know, there won't be a, a Russian officer safe in any city in, in Ukraine. For, they won't drink, have a cup of tea, thinking they'll be uh, poisoned. They won't be able to turn a light switch on, thinking they're going to get blown up. They won't be able to turn the ignition on a car, thinking it's not going to get blown up. That's the kind of level of insurgency that's going to take place because the whole world is going to help with them, help with them too as well.
1: Yeah, I was going to mention that. So I saw a report last night on how there are soldiers coming in from all over the world: Americans, Canadians, Australians, Brits that have fought in wars. They're, they're, you know, seasoned soldiers that are going to Ukraine to fight. Are we going to be able to continue to get weapons into their hands throughout this? Yeah. So, So,
2: again, they're going to try to interdict those supply convoys. I think they're going to enter the border with them in hand, but they're eventually going to need to be resupplied as well. I'm not necessarily a fan of that because we see that the Russians are bringing in Syrians, and and whether or not that's also a story remains to be seen, the fact that Syrian fighters are going to come and, and help this. Again, br- good luck bringing those guys into that country and not being identified as Syrian fighters and how the people will react to that as well. Um, so this is just becoming a mess. And it's because the Russians just are unable on any level to control it. And it's gotten, it gets more out of hand for them every day. And it's, and it's completely outside of their, the kind of space that they thought they were going to be in, this now they thought at this point this would be over and done, controlled, and they'd be on to the next thing. Uh, and they're now, you know, completely in, in a situation where I, I don't, I don't see the off
0: ramp for them right now. Great analysis, Mike Lyons. We can't uh, properly express our appreciation. Great stuff. Thank you.
2: Great guys, that's for I me. Mean.
0: Yep, absolutely. I absolutely love how Mike does not give a single crap about being in the mainstream or going with anybody's flow or anything. He just it calls it as he sees it.
1: We gotta discuss some of that. Holy cow, I never thought we'd have a conversation like that. Text us four one five two nine five KFTC